0: Wait a minute, I hear something. Dr. Movie! Dr. Movie! Dr. Movie! Dr. Movie! Yeah! What's happening, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of Dr. Movie, and I hope you're having a spadoinkle day. I don't know if I need to explain that or not. I'm not gonna. You try to figure it out for yourselves. It is a movie reference, I'll give you that. Not this movie, though. What we're gonna be talking about is the, the brand new, uh, The Last Voyage of the Demeter, which, for all you Dracula fans, you know exactly what this is. Um, and it even says, you know, that it was taken from the book Dracula, which, you know, that's the, that's the main source. But it really plays off more like Nosferatu, or that's the the, the figure that we get, right? So uh, I've been looking forward to this one, right? Uh, I don't know. I mean, this is this is one of those things that anytime I see a movie where they're referring back to Nosferatu, I'm I'm pretty much on board. Uh, to me, there's nothing scarier than Count Orlock. You know if you want to go that far back to the 1922 version Um, even by today's standard even Klaus Kinski's version was 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 pretty dang horrifying even though he looked more like a little rat boy Uh, still creepy and that's kind of the look that we were going with for this one so uh, from 2023 horror fantasy that's kind of a twist I think of calling it something um, directed by Andre Overdahl uh, the same guy that gave us uh, what? Did, what did he give us? Troll Hunter for sure. I mean, that's what I think of instantly. He gave us Troll Hunter. He gave us the Autopsy of Jane Doe. Um, you know, good stuff. I mean, uh, scary, scary stories to tell in the dark. So, again, I mean, that's that's a that's a pretty good list. Um, cost forty-five million dollars to make. You know, you think about that nowadays. You know, if we're gonna pump that kind of movie money into something, wow. You know, uh, this is this is a vampire flick, y'all, and we're gonna spend forty-five million dollars on it, and not just a regular vampire flick either. I mean, we're going back to the original source. We're going back to, um. A different time frame. We're not trying to modernize it. So interesting choice, I think, as far as especially when you're going to pump that kind of money into it. Let's do a synopsis. This is the crew of the merchant ship Demeter sets sail for Carpathia to London, from Carpathia to London to deliver a cargo of 50 unmarked wooden crates. However, as uh, however they soon discover that they're not alone as Dracula's unholy presence turns the trip into a nightmarish fight for survival. Yeah, um, as the story goes, every rendition we've seen of Dracula, we know that the Demeter shows up and there's nobody on it. Everybody's been killed, and all they have is the captain's log to go by, right? So, interesting concept of a different way to tell the Dracula story. So, uh, we'll get into the good and bad of that here in a minute. It got a 6.1 out of 10. You know, sadly, maybe kind of where I sit, right? I had high hopes for this one. So, and again, not not spoiling it. And I'm not saying that it's bad. But we'll talk about what I think of the issues are. Um, we got uh, Yavier uh, Bode, I guess is his name, playing Dracula. Uh. He's been in uh, Slender Man. He was in Mama, Rick Three. Well, Rick One. Uh, so solid enough for me. We got Ailing Fris- Fransiscoy. I can't even say this name. Fran, C Soy, Fransoyce, Fransoyce. <laughs> Sorry, again. Driving a car, trying to read names. That's a weird name to read. Ailing Fransoyce. I'm going with that. She was in... Uh, the Nightingale, God's Creatures, The Fall, The Unforgivable. So, a few movies under her belt. We got Corey Hawkins. I can read that while driving. Um, from Straight Out of Compton. Uh, 24 Series. Uh... 6 Underground in the Heights, the remake of Color Purple, I guess that's coming out. That's interesting. Um, And your list kinda goes on and on from there. If I'm leaving out somebody that you want me to talk about, I'm sorry. But again, kinda hard to read. I don't recommend reading and trying to drive at the same time. Uh, You know what? We didn't do reasons to watch, or why to watch. Why to watch? three words for you it's fantastic, harrowing and eerie you, you can pretty much say that about any movie but anyways it says uh, it's a lean studio stunted yet passionate horror film that boasts a strong lead performance and vintage setting yeah, I think the setting is captured very well as it stands, The Last Voyager of the Demeter is a beautifully shot, well-acted, terrifying new fantasy horror film. I'll give you that. I, I, I think the production of this is pretty wonderful, actually. It says, performances are solid, cinematography is nice, polished with grime. The narrative is a bit clunky. Uh, when you get down to it, it's it's a fight for survival flick, right? So, you know, you're, you're going to have those lulls because you're trying to do character development. How much development can you do with a, a group of, you know, seamen? Seamen. It <laughs> um, says The Last Voyage boasts some of the highest production value you, you will see in a horror movie this year. And the score is, and it just cuts off. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, I, I, I agree with that because, you know, we we get in that formula of horror films, right? It's like the 80s have a distinct look. You know, genre pieces have a certain look. We've kind of recycled to that again to where everything's just starting to look kind of the same again. Because we're using all these computerized filters and stuff to... Change the, the the look and the mood of things, which is fine. I just think it takes away from that creativity that we used to have. I know it sounds like an old person, right? We used to do it better in the old days. Well, guess what? We did. Um, with that being said, and, and then then I'm, I'm again, I'm, I'm not jumping too far ahead because I think this is a good movie. But if I had this setting on a shelf and I had the original Nosferatu from 1922, the silent film, I'm, I'm probably gonna go back with Nosferatu just because of just the the filmmaking aspect of it. Um, he stares through your soul <laughs> in the 1922 version, and here you're making unstoppable force, which is kind of our run-of-the-mill thing, and, and I'll talk about the problems with it, right? So let's go ahead and get into it. Uh, I do love the setup. I, I love that they're trying to hire some hands to get on the ship, last minute roll call. Uh, they show some guys that have brought these boxes down from the mountains and they're loading them onto the the ship. And then one of the guys that's on the ship sees the, the, the insignia, which is the mark of Dracul. Uh, Then says, nope, I'm outie. I'm not doing this, right? And one of the crates kind of gets damaged and you see some soil coming out, right? So we all know that, again, if you're a Dracula fan, you know this story. There is a little twist to it, but, you know, so we're packing the majority of, he has to have the soil, you know, for him to survive, right? Because he's kind of damned to that area. So in order to do that, hey, we got to move a bunch of dirt, right? So you kind of get that whole piece of it running. You get people on the ship. You get some character development. And you get uh, a guy that's brought onto the ship on his way back to London. He's trying to find a way, and this is his best opportunity. At first, he gets shunned away. They don't want him. And then when this other guy bails on him because he's spooked, they bring this guy on board who happens to be some sort of a doctor, right? He's got a background in in some uh, patient care. And they start noticing weird things happening. You know, you you get a lot of, like I said, character development. You're trying to learn the, 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 the cast that's here. And one night... They wake up and they find out that pretty much every animal on the ship has been killed. All of their livestock, holy crap, I'm about to see a wreck. Okay, they got, They came to their senses, they changed course, and um, they're gonna try it again, there's a truck coming. Just for the record, people are stupid, <laughs> just saying, especially in, you know, what part of Kentucky I'm in driving into Tennessee. Anywho animals are all dead they can't figure out what's going on they think uh, uh, one of the crew per, per people is doing it uh, and they end up hearing a noise and they end up finding a lady on the ship and she's in one of the one of the, the boxes and this uh, makeshift doctor starts giving her blood transfusion because she's dying right? So he starts giving her blood transfusions and, and trying to help her out and she kind of comes back and bounces back and all the all the shipmates are like, look, it's bad luck to have a woman on a ship, we need to throw her overboard and go about her business. She's a stowaway, she's up to no good, yada yada. And turns out, and this is a, a different twist from what I remember before, but Dracula brought her along so he'd have something to eat, right? So he's using her to uh, sustain himself till he gets to London. And the story starts unraveling at that point, right? You start getting the storyline of who she is, what she is. Um, and as she's being pulled away from Dracula, he starts attacking the crew. And there you go. I mean, that's, that's your setup. And the thing about the Dracula character is, we're using a lot of CGI. And we do see uh, one thing I do like about this is we get a transformation, right? Here's here's an interesting twist on this, is because he starts off as basically, I don't know, he looks more like a drawn-up zombie kind of thing at first, right? And as he grows, as he's getting more blood, he's he's feasting more, he's becoming more whole. And I, I like this aspect of it, till he becomes this winged creature that's very Nosferatu looking, right? Pretty creepy. And it's doing some major good attacking on people. It's biting some people, but not killing them, so they end up coming back from the dead, and you get your scenarios of people bursting into flames. Um, There's some traumatic deaths in this, too, because there's characters that you do get attached to that you don't want this to happen to, and not to ruin anything. That's done pretty well. The interesting thing about this, and I'm, I'm I mean we all know how this ends, right? I'm not I'm not spoiling anything. If you don't know the Dracula story, you might want to shut this off at this point and go study the story because I I don't want to ruin it for you. But there's something I have to talk about at the end of this. And my problem with the Dracula thing because of him transforming as we go along is we're using a lot of CGI and it kind of takes me out of it I I think that's why I'm still saying I would go back and watch the original because I I don't know there's something about some of the scenes that he almost looks like Smeagol running around from Lord of the Rings right and it just it, it it looks CGI and I think that hurts it right we really don't need a CGI Dracula I mean Look at again Nosferatu. Look at heck p- pick your Dracula, right? Look at uh um, even the Renfield stuff, which I mean, I don't know. I I, I just don't look at Salem's lot, right? Mr. Burlow. That's that's a that's a you know, souped up version of Nosferatu. Can you get any scarier than that? I don't know. That's really kind of what this looks like. He kind of looks like Mr. Burlow in a way, but so much of it, the build-up to it is CGI, and it just just takes me out of it, right? Not saying that that's a bad thing for the movie, because I think the movie moves along great. Um, There's a lot of isolation, there's a lot of three or four people running around trying to find something wrong and running into things they don't need to run into. There's all those scenarios, right? Uh, What I do like is we get a lot of flying Dracula, or flying Nosferatu in this, which I think is pretty cool. Now, here's kind of my problem with this, and you think about Universal, remember when they were trying to redo the Universal monsters? Remember they were doing The Mummy and all these things and they just kind of fell flat because, you know, again, just lack of creativity. At the end of this one, when we get to London and we see what's going on, this movie is set up for a sequel. And I just, I don't like that. I don't know that I like this well enough for it to be something that you drive another movie off of a actual Dracula story where he's in London right that's kind of my real disappointment with this more than anything else is I don't need a sequel I don't need a continuation of this story because I wanted to see this part so here we are Universal is gonna go ahead and pull the trigger on this and try to run and recreate another Dracula series I guess that's kind of my only letdown of this is I, I really, I don't feel like I need that I don't, I don't think we're going to outdo what's already been done and I don't know why we can't figure this out but that just seems to be the trend right now I I don't know if it's I don't know, just kind of frustrates me, right? Come up with something original build a series off of that, right? and I, I know I'm kind of venting here but it's just that thing of, come on y'all you you can you can revisit this. I, I I love the idea of taking a section of the book that you get as just a kind of a Passover scene in every Dracula movie, and you're making a complete story out of it. I love that aspect. But continuing it on, and it's not the fact that they're even continuing on. It's the fact of we're going to take a character from this movie, and they're going to be our vampire hunter through the rest of the, or whatever the next series is. And I just we don't need that. We we don't need <laughs> that setup. So that's my real disappointment with this. As far as the movie itself, I liked it. Um, I have a little problem with the CGI, but other than that, and the ending, I really like it. And I'm yeah. I'll give it. i give it a four out of five. I, I think it's that good. I think as time goes on. Um, there's going to be some appreciation for this movie because again, you're getting the beginnings of all the folklore of what we know of Dracula and how things happened. So there's some very, very cool stuff in this. I have gone on long enough about this movie. Uh, I say check it out. And uh, especially if you're a Dracula fan, you got to be a completist, you got to check this one out. It's well done, it looks great, and uh, I thought it was rather enjoyable. So there you go, folks. That's my thoughts on this movie. You let me know what you think. I'd be tickled to hear your thoughts on this movie. And uh, let me know if you've got some ideas of some stuff you want me to cover because I'm just keeping on rolling. All right, folks, that's it for this one. We will check you later. Dr.